0: You're listening to What She Said, a podcast for bloggers and creatives hosted by me, Lucy Sharif, a freelance journalist living in London. Each week, I interview different women in blogging and the online world, getting their best blogging tips and advice, and a little bit of gossip too. Thanks for listening. this episode I chat to my lovely friend Fifi who runs the blog Whimsy and Grey. She's a complete storyteller at heart on both her blog and through her super popular Instagram. She is the absolute epitome of a picture paints a thousand words. She's also got a few awesome hashtag projects which she talks to me about, how they started and why she loves getting gritty with her dirty sink. <laughs> all in all it was just a really fun chat um, and I really hope you love it as much as I loved recording it, which I realised that I say I think in every single guest intro, so I've kind of got to stop doing that.
1: Hello. Hello. How are you? How was your day? Good, thanks. It's raining and I have socks and a jumper on which is pretty much the dream after
0: a heatwave. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm so happy it's over. So um, for anyone that doesn't know who you are, do you want to jump in and just tell us about who you are, your blogging journey and how you got to where you are now?
1: Yeah, okay. So I'm Fifi of Whimsy and Grey. Um, I started kind of Instagramming and kind of blogging when I was on maternity leave so I have a two and a half year old um called Florrie and when I was on maternity leave with her I kind of that sort of fairly standard thing of oh I have nothing creative or interesting to do um and I was kind of you know feeding her constantly and so scrolling through Instagram and, and you know we started reading kind of some parenting blogs and that kind of thing um yeah and I basically before having a baby I was a youth worker at a church um where I would like preach every week so I'd do like a um kind of like a certain I guess a sermon um but for teenagers so it kind of had to be pretty interesting and and kind of a lot I did a lot of storytelling um to kind of just the best way to communicate with people and teenagers and kind of I did a lot of um, kind of practice and research into that and I just love storytelling Um, and so when I came across blogging that I really felt like it was something that was missing in my life since leaving my job I was like oh I don't yeah I don't storytell anymore I don't kind of practice like how I communicate with people and and writing and that sort of thing and so um I just had all these funny little things going on in life, having, you know, baby and life was a bit chaotic. And so I just, I just started simply by a bit of a mummy blog and just telling stories of what was going on with us. And it was kind of started filling that, that bit of a creative void that I had going on post baby.
0: Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) When you, when you started out, sorry to jump in, but because it's not really, it's not a mummy blog anymore. No. We'll talk about that, but. Did you find, because I wrote a post about um, my kind of reticence of being described as a mummy blogger.
1: Yeah, I think not really, to be honest, because it that was my first kind of place I put my toe in the water, like that was, I hadn't done, even really read any blogs before or knew anything about it. So I literally, I was just on Instagram, found a few mummy bloggers on Instagram so, really, that was the first world of blogging that I knew and kind of got into. Um, but I think it kind of, I think it was more. And also, I was just so, that was my life at the time. Like, totally, I decided to um be a stay-at-home mom. And so, and it was first baby. And it was just all consuming. And then it wasn't until kind of a, a few months in, I was like, oh, actually, I do have more to say now. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I, and I started following kind of other people who, who were be, yeah, casting the net a bit wider. And that was really inspiring.
0: So when did you change, um, from, it was, what was it called?
1: It was Fifi and Florence to begin with. And it was just about, yeah, being a mum, just about us, kind of mostly for, you know, just friends who were nosy on Facebook. Um, Because that's what I love to read. I love to around in people's lives. Um so I changed over to Whimsy and Grey October last year, I think. Um so but I think already I had started to kind of weave in other areas of life kind of um just whatever I was feeling passionate about or, you know, a lot of kind of I suppose just mindfulness like mindful living and um anything really that I got an idea in my head about um I would tend to just write just go with because usually I'd know when I have a idea for a blog post is because I I'm in my head I'll start telling a story to somebody like how would I tell this if I was speaking to someone and I'll usually just get a couple of lines of sort of storytelling and then I'm like right that's a blog and I'll just go and expand on it
0: and that's um, definitely your thing storytelling yeah that's what I love
1: that's What I really love um
0: what came first Instagram or the like in terms of what you love doing what came first Instagram or the blog
1: I think well in, I was on Instagram first just as a private account um and so I did start I suppose initially I started just kind of Taking more photos when Florrie was born. Um, but in t- probably in terms of like quality content, the blog probably came first.
0: Um, I think most people probably have that.
1: Yeah. Cause then it was kind of, I guess that for me, that side of things came easier. I had more of an experience of not even writing, but again, just kind of communicating.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so that was what came naturally. And then it was like, right, I can learn to take better photographs and I can I can kind of grow a bit creatively and get some inspiration but um yeah I definitely found it it's easier to start with what feels more natural to you
0: (laughs) that's a really good tip actually because I think um when any new blogger starts out from scratch they think probably they have to have the whole the whole lot yeah Facebook Twitter Instagram everything
1: they really do because I've I've had a few people um like message me for advice and stuff unbelievably for me (laughs) and and it is like I always just say just start just go for it and I suppose it's easy I guess because that's what I did easy for me to say because that's what I did but I'm so surprised when I meet people or speak to people who they're trying to have it totally polished and kind of have like also have like multiple blog posts ready to go live like on the first day of launching it and I find that and,
0: bonkers.
1: Yeah, because actually people tend to only want to can only be bothered to read like one thing.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd say when they land on it. So if they see like tons, they're for the most part not going to scroll all the way through. So actually to kind of drip feed them in one at a time and get people kind of wanting more. Um but yeah, I was like honestly when people ask me for I was like, oh just begin, like otherwise you may never be feel ready. I don't feel ready still and I'm just doing it and I changed you know changed over all the formats and where I was hosting which is everything you your lovely self helped me with.
0: (laughs) Yeah actually Uh, do you want to talk a bit about that because you in the past what six months you've been going through a massive rebrand and your Instagram is growing hugely and um, I'll link to your website and all of your social at the end but um, yeah do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah so I just started out kind of just with a wordpress.com blog um because that was just what I when I googled it that was what came up um
0: yeah on a wordpress.com
1: because it's just it was just really simple it was almost like setting up a Facebook page or something um
0: and it's free as well
1: and yeah it's free because you don't want to invest a load of money if you're not quite sure what what you're doing um and so I started off with that and when I got a bit more of a kind of readership and and a following um I kind of felt like oh I should probably try and make this look a bit more professional and I'd really been working on my Instagram because I've been taking oh well, that's where where we met really um with uh Sarah Tasker from me and Orla I started doing one of her Instagram photography courses and um and so I was really kind of upping my game in terms of um photographs and kind of visual style, and my blog just wasn't matching up to that because it was kind of just a bit of a box standard freebie template <laughs> um and so that was when i started we started chatting and and you helped me kind of move it over to um wordpress.org so I was self hosted and just lots more kind of freedom with being you know customizable and um you know looking a bit more. Legit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause you were already working with brands at that point, weren't you?
1: Yeah. I mean, just, just on a kind of gifting basis. I haven't done any of that. but yeah, I think, I think they kind of, I think there's the most thing they're interested in is whether you have an engaged following, engaged audience. And so whatever platform you're on, you know, people, if people are really invested in you, they'll just follow you wherever really um but it was nice to kind of get things you know moved over and kind of just looking a bit more so actually if you click over from my Instagram to the blog it's like it's nice and continuous Yeah, you kind of I've got some you know overlapping images and that sort of thing that it really um yeah. kind of it's cohesive so if people land on that or if people land on my Twitter they think oh yeah you know this this is really this is what you know who I know from Instagram or or whatever.
0: That's probably a, a, another really good tip as well is that having the cohesiveness and thinking about yourself as a brand, which sometimes yeah. feels a bit, a bit, I don't know, <laughs> a bit cringe, but actually, it, yeah, you're, it, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And you can do it in a really natural way. If anybody looks at your Instagram, it's so personal and you're connecting with a person immediately. It doesn't feel like that you're a big, you know, Uh, faceless brand but also if you go across to every single part of your social and your website yeah you're immediately recognizable
1: yeah definitely I think it's that would be a real kind of one of my tips would be to be really cohesive um but in a way that comes naturally to you so um but yeah definitely thinking of yourself as a brand you have to sort of get over that awkwardness because actually especially if you're not making money to begin with it can be you're having to put a lot of effort into it without any kind of monetary reward which is not necessarily why you're doing it anyway but actually you need to give yourself permission to take take yourself seriously and um and I kind of have a bit of a fake it till I make it um motto in life where I'll just pretend (laughs) I'll just wing it and pretend because I can I can do that I can kind of I know how to you know the phrases to use and it's not that I'm not being authentic it's just actually I need to kind of almost fake my confidence until and I so actually I need to think of myself as a brand so that you know like like when I was I kind of met up with you and we started making the blog all kind of professional and better and whatever because I needed to have that confidence in myself that if I take myself seriously other people will take it seriously as well um yeah, so fake it till you make it, basically.
0: I. That's one of the things that I love about you as well. I think it's brilliant <laughs> because you don't, you're not, it's not really fake it till you make it because you're not like bullshitting at any point. No. But <laughs> it's more, yeah, like I'm going to fake this confidence thing and give myself permission to be a professional blogger until the confidence catches up with me. Yeah. And I would say that, so I think I we connected even just before we both, it turned out we were both on the Insta retreat. Yeah. Which was super weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I sort of, I don't really know how it happened, but kismet. Um, but so I sort of feel like I've seen you go on like a real journey, like really quickly as well. You. Yeah. It was a bit like you, um, I don't know, like you found your voice basically, and it seems Definitely. that you tapped into creativity that you probably had you had all this time but you just hadn't given yourself permission to have your pictures are so gorgeous and your captions are amazing and well you know I'm one of your biggest fans but (laughs) it's really nice to see like somebody go on that journey Um, yeah
1: it's it's been crazy when did we do the it was the beginning of this year wasn't it it. so it's only been six months um yeah I think basically I kind of and i'd felt that frustration for a while where you're sort of trying to do what other people are doing and kind of what's doing well and not you know stuff that i liked kind of you know the sort of bright white accounts you know big floor you know floral stuff and flat lays and and it was all stuff that i found really beautiful and i loved and i was kind of trying to recreate it because i think to begin with the first step of the creative process is to recreate and you know it's not necessarily copying I guess but it you have to learn like when I did I did like GCSE and A-level art and the first thing you always did was you just copied another artist's work so that you could kind of practice um and so I that was what I was kind of doing and I was feeling that frustration of like well I still prefer other people's work to mine like I'm not I'm not quite getting it and also it just wasn't my life like I live in I live in a house that is fairly grubby because I have a child and a house around it and, you know, I live um, and it's quite, you know, I don't have very much light downstairs. It's quite a dark house downstairs, which next time I buy a house will not be the case. Um, but it was actually actually to try and have like bright white floral things. I don't have enough money to buy fresh flowers constantly. Like it actually it wasn't fitting in with my life and it wasn't really true representation of my life. Um, and it was when I kind of gave myself permission, um, to start capturing what my life was actually like. It just sort of unleashed all this freedom of kind of expression and creativity. And it, it just, yes, it was like you say, it was really quick. Something just kind of unlocked. And I think I started where I, I have, um, I have what could be quite a nice kitchen. It's got like dark wood sideboards and a, um, butler's sink and, but it's all a bit tatty like the sideboards are water stained and the sink has got loads of lime scale and all these things where I'm like oh that would be really nice if if I had cleaned it properly and upkept it and everything um and so I kind of would avoid taking photos of the mess and then Sarah um had said in the course like try not to t- like over tidy photos and so I kind of <laughs> probably took that to the extreme and just started photographing the mess so I'd I left like I had some pans on the side of the draining board that like from they would kind of been there for a few days i would made a cup of coffee and so I just put the coffee on the sideboard and the, my sink is kind of stained and I just was like I'm just going to take a picture of it and I took this picture and it just it was just turned into this like really gritty thing that I was like oh should I post it should I not and then I was like yeah, do you know what my sink is dirty? Like,
0: <laughs> but now it's turned into a bit of a movement.
1: Yeah, my dirty sink. Hashtag my dirty sink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so I kind of basically it, it was it was a sort of getting over a shame thing of of posting real life. Yeah, and for me, it was much more than about sinks because it was kind of actually, my life isn't picture-perfect, and trying to strive to depict that is exhausting. Yeah. Um And I think I was just dumb. I was like, I don't want to make people feel shit about themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, actually, you know, 97% of the other people on Instagram also probably have dirty sinks. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Time. yeah. And I was like, that's nothing... It's It's just being real and I kind of I you know I'm quite I'm quite confident in myself like I I don't kind of thankfully I don't feel like I have too many kind of insecurities around who I am or comparing myself to other people um which is amazing and I know I'm very blessed to have that but I think I'd spent so long working with teenagers who were just being absolutely torn apart by comparison and you know social media and trying to be something they weren't and kind of fit into this perfect kind of image that when I was you know talking to them I think there was just a turning point where I was like I really have to believe this for myself as well I truly have to be happy and put my self-worth not in perfection or Instagram or comparing people um and I just got to a place where I really believed that and actually I was like, do you know what, if I take a picture of my dirty sink and there's a new mum out there who looks at it and goes, oh, thank goodness, like, my kitchen's filthy too or, you know, I've even managed to get out of my sick, stained pyjamas this morning, like... <laughs> that, that's what, you know, if I can make somebody feel better by posting a picture of my dirty sink, I'm going to do it.
0: Do you Have you found that when you before you kind of found your style and were comfortable with your style particularly on Instagram you um were trying to fit into that kind of Instagram cliche of yeah probably overexposed white flat lay. yeah <laughs> but not, not that there isn't a place for that no at all um but that's yeah like you say that doesn't fit in with your life so it makes it bloody hard to find you know seven pictures a week (laughs) but did did you find that with your writing as well so going back to your blog because I think that you write about really personal but have you always felt comfortable I think
1: I've always felt more comfortable being quite vulnerable in my writing or if I was speaking or whatever um because I think I think it's something to do with like having authority on a subject. Um, and so I've always, you know, been very aware that say like, if I preach at church, I'm very young, really, I mean, relatively young to be doing that. Like say now I'll preach an adult, like in the adult congregation. So it's like, there are people who are like, you know, 50, 60, 70 plus that I am giving, effectively giving teaching and advice to, um, and so I always, I guess it's that feeling slightly like a fraud and kind of actually I find that if I stick to a place of vulnerability and I stick to somewhere that is, you know, this is my opinion on the subject or this is my experience, this is what's happened to me, then I am an authority on that subject because that is you can't deny me my experience
0: yeah that's Um, your truth isn't it
1: yeah this is my truth and actually I'm not a very you know confrontational or debating kind of a person um and so actually I don't I can just comment from where I am and what I'm doing or how I'm feeling um and again it's that kind of being vulnerable I just find it's not not so much for me as it is For other people, like it gives permission for other people to say, Yeah, I feel like that too, or, or I can relate to that, or actually let me think about this for myself. Yeah. Um, and I just love being able to give people the, yeah, I guess the permission or the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think
0: one, something that I read once stuck with me a little bit because I feel the same as you about. Writing vulnerable posts, and and I hadn't really ever articulated why they work better. So you just hit the nail on the head for me. It was a proper light bulb moment. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: haven't
0: really thought about it like that either. Oh no, that say was... <laughs> um, But someone once said, I can't remember who it was. It was a blog post that I read um, where they were saying, I don't, I don't share. I have a rule. I don't share stuff until I've dealt with it myself. Um yeah. and I was like oh yeah that's a really smart move it might have been Jen Carrington actually um yeah, I was yeah. like, oh that's such a smart move that's really that's really sensible um because if you're putting something out there for a for neat, I don't know and you haven't dealt with it yet then any feedback you get is going to be doubly tough but actually <clears throat> so I kind of stopped sharing those types of vulnerable posts or I was tempering myself a little bit yeah but now I realize that I find that process really cathartic so I I don't have that rule for myself I'll share vulnerable stuff even if I haven't necessarily dealt with it yet like when my struggles with breastfeeding or whatever like I'll share stuff
1: I mean it might be different if you were talking about I have like hundreds of thousands of followers you know almost I suppose kind of the, Yeah, that's a good point actually I feel like most of the people I share with even if I don't know them or their friends on Instagram they kind of feel like I'm speaking to friends yeah but I guess I don't I just think there's so much power in letting people join you on the journey and kind of it's not necessarily that because I'm actually quite an introvert but I'm not i have no i talk about it in therapy i have no issue with like sharing things to a wider audience but don't talk to me one-on-one about it like yeah honestly, yeah, yeah i think it i suppose because you can kind of be measured and you don't have to you can just let people see in through a window yeah that's so true. it's not like come over to my house and get in my business and yeah it's actually you can it's just letting people a snapshots to be like actually my life isn't perfect
0: mm-hmm.
1: or, and you don't have to be perfect either
0: almost everyone I've spoken to on this podcast is like, oh, I'm an introvert. You wouldn't believe it. And I'm like, I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all are. Okay, <laughs> I no, think we, found yeah, exactly. we found our place Yeah, exactly. We found our place and we found our people. Yeah. Um, what would you say is has been the most helpful tip or piece of advice that you've been given along your blogging journey because you're a relatively new blogger and you've grown a really strong community really quickly um but you must have had some stumbling blocks some crappy advice and probably some amazing light bulb moment advice along the way
1: I think well to be honest it wasn't so much crappy advice as to begin with I just had no advice Mm. like I just couldn't find I I could see this world and it was like, I was like peeking through the window and like, how do you do it? Like everybody's doing it. Um, Why can't I do this? I don't understand. I haven't been let into the club. Do you feel Um, like that
0: sometimes? That it's Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lack of transparency.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's because everybody has to work so bloody hard Mm. to figure it out that when they do, it's like, okay, well, can you now work hard to figure it out? So I think you kind of... You know, you and I have talked about this a lot because you've given me so much help and advice kind of to really kick me to another level.
0: You're um, <laughs> too kind. I think you did it all yourself. I really... Um... Honestly. <laughs> honestly.
1: I can't even say... was it? Google Analytics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I can't even say it, let alone understand it without you. Um, <laughs> You know I just didn't have that much advice really to begin with yeah I think I just kind of again I just started going okay well I'll just see what other people are doing and I'll just fake it
0: yeah. and I'll just
1: <laughs> I'll just go along and I'll pretend like I know what I'm doing until I actually
0: know what I'm doing that's really hard though isn't it from a from a kind of um from a, your, your own mental health point of view I think that's really hard because you always you're almost always feeling like an imposter. Yeah. That's why I do not want to ever um, not share. I basically always want... That was a double negative. A terrible sentence. <laughs> and apparently, I get paid to write. I'm not really yeah. sure. <laughs> not
1: Anyone to speak. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think for me, my kind of... I suppose it wasn't, again, it wasn't really advice, but my sort of light bulb moment was when I realised that... Because, again, when people started asking me for advice, I was a bit taken aback by it. Um... But again, and it's kind of, you do initially have that sort of like, oh goodness, well, I've had to, you know, slog my guts out to try and figure this out. But actually when I, my light bulb moment was realizing that I, you know, you can give people the tips and advice and the kind of practical how to, but it won't start working. You know, they need to find their voice and they need to find their style. So for me, I'm happy to give people advice on, on what I do or how I take a picture Um. But actually, my my mess and the things that I take pictures of, it works for me because it's mine, and and actually for other people, their lives are different and it will work when they find their kind of flow. So even if they recreate a picture, say that I that I made that I took a, initially, for me that picture is depicting something, a moment in my life, or it's telling a story of something in my life, or or freeing me up to kind of share something or get a bit gritty or whatever. And it's not... It, even
0: if they were to recreate
1: it, that's not... It's still... That's their life.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't ring true, basically, Yeah, at all. Yeah. That's I think, one thing. <laughs> and that's also another really good point. Um When you share your knowledge of how you did well or how you found your place in Instagram, no one else is going to be able to take that away from you because you're doing it all from a place of such authenticity that it just can't even be replicated. So you've got the hashtag Sink, uh, which yeah. I love joining in on because my thing is yeah. always dirty. <laughs> but it's so ugly. It's so modern and gross that yeah, that's, that's I have okay. to do it in my own way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, and also the hashtag A bareface Project. Yeah. Did you want to talk about that?
1: So mm-hmm. this is my baby. um I was basically I was to, it started off because I was really yearning for something that I could kind of post like a weekly series because those are the kind of things that I love checking in with other people about. That like, you're like, oh, it's this day. Let's go see what they're doing. Yeah. I just suddenly I had like this whole flash of inspiration because I've been mulling over various different things and I kind of felt, oh, that's a bit fake. That's a bit forced. Like, I be to sustain that? Um. And I just kind of been thinking about, you know, my my whole ethos about, you know, not, you know, like my dirty sink. Kind of how how can I be transparent? How can I, I hate the word, or, or well, I know I love the word authentic, but yeah, gets, I know what
0: you mean. It's been a, bit it overused. a bit
1: twisted in Instagram. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but I was like, yeah, how being actually authentic?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> basically at the beginning of this year I, I wanted to start challenging myself because I realized that when I first started taking kind of like say messy pictures it made me feel a bit uncomfortable to post them initially um and so I wanted something that was just kind of kind of make me feel uncomfortable
0: yeah because
1: I found that that was where I got the best results was when I was right outside my comfort zone yeah kind of challenging myself to do something I didn't necessarily want to do or feel comfortable with um I was going through some old sketchbooks from my, my GCSE art days and I'd done a series of portraits, um, kind of drawing portraits, um, of kind of depicting different kind of emotions and that sort of thing. Um, there's a whole blog post on it somewhere in my, on my blog.
0: I'll link um,
1: it. That, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting actually, kind of how your face like portrays certain emotions. And I was, and I started thinking about Instagram and I was kind of like, okay, does, does my do my photos actually depict the kind of week I've really had mm. um, and so basically I started challenging myself to take a self-portrait every week kind of not like a selfie but actually like set up the phone or the camera on a tripod mm-hmm. and just let whatever the kind of overriding emotion of that week had been just let it kind of I take a big, big deep breath and just let that emotion kind of flow through on my face mm-hmm. take a picture whether I had makeup on or, you know, plucked eyebrows or, or messy <laughs> hair, just take it. And so, just once a week, even if so, people could see the emotions kind of that were going on behind the camera. Yeah. Um, and it made me feel really uncomfortable, but I was quite excited by that because I was like, actually, that's always where it's just kind of this is gonna magic be happens. Yeah. <laughs> And I wasn't quite sure what where it would go and um, and I kind of invited people to join in if they wanted to I've had you've joined in haven't you I a have, of yeah. weeks um I think it's quite a scary thing for people to do because actually it's one thing to maybe be vulnerable with your words, but then I think people have a lot of self confidence issues with yes. actually sharing their face yeah um, and I think I did a bit like but actually, I kind of was like, well, do you know what? I don't put my self-worth in how I look. And I don't, you know, I, I know that I'm an amazing person even if I have really bad skin. Yeah. You know, I know that, I, you know. And so I was like, right, okay, let's do this. Um, and also, and it might free people up to see, oh, I, well, actually, I might take some really pretty pictures. Yeah. But my life isn't all fairy dandy. Or it might be some weeks. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, that's true. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. your picture is like... I've had a really great week and I'm really happy and whatever. I have something to say. It's a slight gripe. Not with you, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on. Yeah. When people join in with hashtag projects that are really special and really beautiful and curated, like My Dirty Sink or Just a Little Whimsy and especially a Barefaced Project or any of them, there's loads of them out there. And they just add it to every bloody picture. It really pisses oh my me off. Word. Yeah, it's like, seriously, people, tailor your hashtag. Yes. Oh, my God. If you don't read Sarah Tasker's blog, <clears throat> me and all well, you should, anyway. If you're yeah. using Instagram, then you really should. But, <laughs> She's the queen. Yeah, she is the Insta queen that she will always talk about. She has a great newsletter newsletter. Um, which is a hashtag newsletter and she curates all these amazing hashtags and shares them with her followers. And she used to put a block at the bottom of all the hashtags yeah, so you can copy and paste them. And she stopped doing it because people would just bloody pick them up and put them in every single post which I just think is so lazy and so disrespectful it yeah. really really annoys me I don't know why it annoys me so much I really need to calm down yeah no <laughs> oh, I'm exactly the same I'm like is this safe I don't think so <laughs> oh. so
1: um where can everybody find you so I am at whimsy and grey pretty much everywhere so I am easy peasy uh, yeah on Instagram and Twitter and mm, not Facebook but Pinterest. Cool. I'm at Whimsy
0: and Grey everywhere. Perfect. And your blog is whimsyandgrey.com and I will yeah. link it in the show notes thanks for listening to what she said and if you like this episode or any of the other episodes please think about giving me a lovely rating on itunes i really appreciate it if you want to connect with me head over to my blog wonderloose.com or hit me up on twitter instagram or pinterest where i'm at blog.